0: Hey, everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket. I want to welcome you back to our podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Allison Reichenbach on our podcast. She is the president of Interlaced Health, formerly HomeVest, a 30 year old privately held healthcare IT firm that transforms workflows and processes. Allison has served in various roles at Interlaced, including director of special projects, vice president of administration, and most recently, in Chief Operating Officer, uh, and I'm excited to connect with her on, on what they do there because we're faced with a lot of challenges in healthcare, specific to workflow, and a lot of that is spelled downstream with uh, you know the people that leave our organizations. And uh, Allison's here to, to share with us what they do there to help all of you have success in workflows and IT. So, Allison, so so grateful that you're able to carve out time with us. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks so much for allowing me to join you, Saul. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you here. And so let's dive into it. You know, we love to understand what is it that makes leaders tick. Share with us what inspires your work in healthcare.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. So healthcare was never my path. Um, after undergrad, I went to law school, had every intention of working in a law firm for the rest of my life. Um, after graduating joined as a junior associate, was mostly practicing employment law um, with the goal of helping people through difficult situations, helping people overcome challenges. Um, but I think realizing early on that I needed a much more collaborative environment to do that um, and, and maybe hoping to face those challenges earlier before they're hitting litigation. Right. <laughs> um, and so I had the opportunity to join Interlaced Health gosh, uh, almost 11, 12 years ago. And I am not, I I should say, was not a, a technical person. I didn't have a lot of experience in technology. I didn't have any experience in healthcare, but I knew how to work through challenges. And so I was very intimidated. I spent a lot of my early years focusing on the organization itself. So making sure that we were recruiting the right people, that we had good organizational health, um, good employee satisfaction. And that's where I kind of, that was my comfort zone for a long time. But um, I think eventually branching out and realizing that all technology is, is a, a tool, right? To, it's, it's one tool in our quiver to help solve challenges. And I think once I really embraced that and saw the challenges to your earlier point that are going on in healthcare, it was easy for me to really be inspired to understand the technology better and help solve those challenges in the most effective way possible.
0: That's great. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, there's a lot of them too. So so let's talk to us about Interlace. You know, how, how are you guys adding value to the healthcare ecosystem on the IT and workflow?
1: Yeah, so for us, you know, like you said, we've been in business for 32 plus years now. And although many of the challenges have evolved over the years, it's incredible to me how many of those challenges are still still there, still ever-present, and we haven't made as much progress on them as one would expect. Um, You know, the the paperwork crisis of healthcare is real. When you think about, you know, I I think about the nursing shortage that we're all experiencing right now, which is dire to say the least. You know, there is an increasing demand for nurses and the supply of nurses is decreasing with no near-term solution. In sight, so you know we're seeing high levels of burnout, low availability, um, and rising costs, all related to nursing recruitment, nursing retention. So hospitals, I think, are really struggling. They're not able to grow their revenues because they're not able to increase their volumes with such a short, um, a short staffing issue. And so for us, we're looking in that and saying, how are those nurses spending their time? and unsurprising for anybody who I think is in healthcare but maybe surprising for people who don't have as much familiarity they're spending their time doing paperwork essentially you know we we know having surveyed a lot of nurses that they're reporting that they spend less than a third of their time with patients so they're spending all of that time communicating around care doing care planning doing care coordination And so tackling those intensive administrative tasks is no longer a nice-to-have thing. I think 30 years ago when the business started, it was a great convenience. It was wonderful and a very nice-to-have thing. I think in 2023 and, and moving forward, it is a need. Um, we're we're going to need to figure out how to do more with less. I know hospitals are feeling that and, and we're feeling that as well. And we want to help our customers do more with less.
0: If you have to kind of identify maybe one or two things where you guys shine, how, how do you offer value to the market in a way that's different than people out there, other businesses?
1: Coming in and identifying new processes and pushing entirely new ways of doing things is not super welcome for a staff that is already exhausted and burned out. They want to get these things done the way that they've been doing it as quickly as possible and move along. For us, what we're able to do is take those same processes. We're going to take your same workflow and we're just automating that. We're pre-filling things that you're spending time filling out We're automating the the movement of those documents throughout the hospital so that you're not spending time dropping things off, moving clipboards around, printing, scanning, shredding, and it's instantly uploading into the electronic medical records so that nobody is looking for consent at the time of surgery. It's been incredible to me in speaking with a lot of our customers how often, more than 50% of the time, consents are missing at the time of surgery. And so making sure that all of those stresses underlying are taken care of so that really our organizations are able to focus on care. I think a lot of technology out there is, especially technology that is not entirely healthcare focused, is coming and saying, we know the workflows better than you do here. This is the best way to do this. For us, we're coming in and saying, teach us your workflows and we'll just make them better and automate those and improve those. Because I, I think, you know, knowing how new habits are formed, the best way to do that is to take something familiar first. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, that's something that I think we bring to the table that our, other organizations aren't able to bring to the table. You know, I think beyond that familiarity piece for us, we know the space. We've been doing this same work for 32 plus years. And as many organizations that are coming into the healthcare space now, because there are so many Challenges that can be addressed, we're already there. We already know the challenges. We're not trying to mold something that wasn't built for healthcare
0: and push it into healthcare.
1: Healthcare has a lot of unique challenges, and so I think we bring a really strong understanding of that to the table.
0: You've talked about automation and and just making the complex more simple, less paper. If there was one healthcare trend or technology, asset that you would say is going to change. The game for these help organizations? What would you say that is?
1: I think there are things that are just starting to emerge that have great potential that we don't necessarily understand as well as we will in the coming years. You know, so when I think about all of the clinical staff that's reporting burnout right now and technology really being the tool for us to alleviate that burden, we're seeing a lot of things around, and of course, everybody says, AI, AI, AI. Um, And we are seeing AI solve a lot of those problems. We're seeing telehealth solve a lot of those problems. But to me, if we don't take a step back and solve some of these foundational, intensive tasks that are still being done manually or not being done as effectively and efficiently as possible, so many of the, the cool, fun, bleeding edge things that I think will be really transformational in the healthcare space, are not going to make the impact for the everyday people that are feeling the hurt the most. And so as much as I think AI and telehealth and so many of the interesting things that we have at our fingertips that are going to be really transformational, are they will make an impact. I do think that we need to start more foundationally and solve the day-to-day problems that maybe aren't even making their way up to the C-suite of some of these organizations. But they're really affecting the bottom line. They're really affecting the people on the floor. And those things, I think, need to be solved first. And I do think that so much of the bleeding edge technology is eventually going to enable those things even further. But we have to take step one on a lot of that from my perspective.
0: Well said, well said. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of fundamental things that that need to be put into place before you tackle and start trying to use the shiny penny. As, as yeah. a lot of people call it, right? Yeah. Um, if you had to point to an area, Allison, that maybe is is a common opportunity for people. Maybe maybe it's day to day things like appointment setting. Maybe it's revenue cycle management. Where are you seeing the the the? I don't want to call it low hanging fruit because all this stuff could be kind of complex. But the biggest opportunity that you see for people that that they should get started that they're maybe not doing right off the bat.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, we have customers that are using our solutions to solve problems everywhere from, you know, clinical contri- trial consents all the way to catering. So, of course, we've seen, you know, what the impact can be solving any any type of workflow. But from my perspective, I think the number one workflow, particularly within the context of the nursing shortage that we're talking about, is automating your consenting process. The consenting process is... For many organizations, labor intensive, you're printing off a consent, getting that consent signed, scanning that consent, filing that consent, shredding that consent. It's wasting thousands of hours of nurses time. It's wasting thousands of pieces of paper. So for us, the customers that I'm seeing the biggest impact are the ones that are implementing our informed consent solutions. So they are launching a a consent. It's pre-filled. It's time and date applied at the time of signature for both the physician and for the patients. It's locked at that time, instantly archived. And now all of a sudden, those consents are already there at the time of surgery. Nobody's running around looking for a piece of paper that's been left somewhere. Um, You know, hundreds of millions of, of electronic consents have been filled out using our solutions. And that equates to thousands of hours of time saved, which equates to hundreds of nurses who would have had to do that work that are freed up to do what they sign on to do as
0: nurses, which is take care of patients. How are you guys doing consent? Does it sound as easy as Allison and her team can make it happen? If it's not, then definitely something you all should be thinking about and considering. That's why we do these podcasts. There's opportunities out there. To, to, to get more efficient, to do more for our employees and our patients. And, and Allison, this is a great example of one of those things. Uh, and and that, that could be just the beginning. You, know, you start with something like that. You're saving on ORM throughput, potentially. How many cases have to cancel for you? and How much revenue have you left table this year? Uh, that doesn't have to continue. And Allison, love it. Uh, great opportunity uh, for folks to take action on the day. If you had a closing thought from folks listening to our podcast today, what would you leave them with?
1: I think my closing thought is not to be afraid of technology. You know, I I know because I live in the tech space, so many of the people that I I work with are um, obviously very comfortable with technology and it's it's not a, a scary thing. But when I'm out with our customers, when I'm walking the floor, I think so often it feels like a burden and it's not delivering on the promise of making things as easy as as we just said it was, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so
1: I think spending the time to, to learn how these technologies may be able to help you, I think spending the time to get into the habit of using these things and not giving it just a week and then throwing it in the garbage. Um, but also I think for people outside of technology, Thinking about the ways that you can be form- more familiar with how technology can can solve your challenges, because coming from somebody who would have never considered themselves a, a technology guru a decade ago, it's it's not as mysterious and scary as it sometimes seems. Um, so that that would be my my parting thought uh, as somebody who was a, a former English major and lawyers. Don't be
0: afraid of technology and spend the time to learn how it can help solve your challenges. Amazing. Great call to action there. And folks, do not stop at listening. Take action on what you heard today. If it inspired you or you thought, wow, there's something there. There's a reason you thought that. And uh, in the show notes, we're going to leave Allison's information, the information to her company, and uh, and really just take advantage of, of reaching out to her and the team. And, and by the way, what is the best way for folks to reach out to you and, and the Interlace Health team, Allison?
1: Yeah, you can find all of our information on interlacehealth.com. You can can find all of the links to our socials, and um, I'm very happy to share my personal email with anybody out there who's willing to to reach out as well. So, if you want to put that in the in the show notes, so um, reach out. I'm happy to talk to everybody about their their challenges and how um, we may be able to help, or maybe how they're doing something that I haven't even heard of yet. I'd love to hear about it.
0: Love it. Allison, thanks for for being with us today, folks. Thanks for uh, joining with us uh, one more episode. Take action. Allison, thank you. Thank you so much, Sal. I appreciate it.